You're listening to The Author's Leverage. You've written a book, you got it published, and you know you can make a much bigger impact with it than you already have. Maybe you're in the process of writing and publishing and want to be smart about how you help others and make more money while doing it. Welcome to The Author's Leverage Podcast, your guide to building a profitable business and changing more lives with your published work. This is the number one show that brings you tips on making you a more successful author from the very best experts around every week. Our mission is to help you blast through the noise and get you clear on your path to success as an author. You'll be equipped with practical tips and insights from host Parshel Tashi and her featured guests. And you'll leave each episode more excited, more confident to get that dream authorship life that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and get ready we're about to get real. We're about to clear. And from here, the sky's the limit. Here's your host, a former school teacher turned creative media entrepreneur and now founder of The Author's Leverage, Parshel Tashi. Hey, this is Parshel Tashi with The Author's Leverage. And one of the biggest obstacles uh, with authors who do the hard work of putting out a book is what now, what next? And really, book marketing is absolutely imperative to the success of your book and how you can continue to just be in conversation about it. And so today I'm joined with a book marketing expert who's going to talk to us about these topics and we're going to have a good conversation. So let me introduce you to her. Perry Pigeonhooks has had a love affair with books that started with trips to the public library in Memphis, Tennessee, where she grew up. She loves reading just about anything um, combined, and she, has, and she combines that with an immense respect for the talents and efforts of writers, and that's kept her engaged in the book business for more than 28 years. Mm -hmm. um, she's from the, well, she went to the University of Virginia. We just talked about that before we recorded, because I went to Virginia Tech, so there's good love here, right? We're not going to go with all the rivals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we're good friends here. Um, but that's where she completed her um, post her post college journey, led her to England, uh, to New York City, and then she came home to the Deep South. Um, wherever she's lived, she's fostered her love for reading by joining and starting book clubs and attending book events. So, yes. Perry, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here, Parshall. I appreciate your asking me. Yes, it's good to see you. I had a gap in there, 25 years in Washington D.C. So. Uh, that, I got somehow that didn't make it to the bio, but yeah, I, I just moved back to the deep south from DC a year ago. Man, man, and you've you've experienced, you've seen a lot in this industry as well. Um, what would you say is like one of your favorite memories thus far of you know being in this space, being in this, in this industry? Oh my gosh, I have met the most wonderful people from, I mean, I would say if you're looking for a career, I, it's a low, I call it the low jerk quotient. They're just not, everybody I've met in the publicity, editing, the writers, the bookstores, pretty much everybody's a good guy. They like books, they like ideas, uh, they get excited about what I get excited about. Um, there's gentlemanly competition, but not too aggressive. Uh, so it's been very pleasant. The community of publishing and books like you, we just met. I even forgot how we met, but we had this great conversation. You invited me to do this. It's very easy and pleasant. So I have really enjoyed it. It's, it's full of gentlemen and gentlewomen. So it's been a great uh, pleasure to be affiliated with this for 28 years. And 
And if you want to know how I remember that number, I was literally nine months pregnant with my now 28-year-old daughter when I got a job offer in Nashville from Davis Kid. Karen Davis and Thelma Kid had a bookstore chain in Tennessee called Davis Kid. And I waddled in to interview for the marketing director of the four stores across the state of Tennessee. And it was great. There were two women. Here I am pregnant. They knew that wasn't a completely uh, th that's not a terminal thing. You know, you're going to have the baby and then you can come to work. And so they offered me the job. So I can readily tell you how long I've been in the book business because uh, Julia is now 28. I love it. I love it. And, you know, like you said, being in this industry, it really is made up of a lot of really great people. Yes, it really is. And, yeah. um, and so I'm somewhat new um, to this space as well. And probably about three years now. And you're right. It's just, it's so mm -hmm. welcoming. Um, so many of those in the space are just giving with their knowledge and information yes. and really just want to see authors succeed, right? And yes. see their messages get out there. And yes. so I love that common uh, vibe that we all have. I really appreciate that. So how, how do you define book marketing, right? When you consider that term, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? Well, I got my start at the bookstore, at the independent bookstore, where back in the day, the, the way books were marketed, the publishing houses literally sent the writers out and about across the country and funded a book tour. So um, that is not the case so much anymore. Now, the writer would show up at the bookstore. The bookstores did a great job at marketing these events, but you never knew how many people were going to show up. And you never knew if any books would get sold if you didn't know about media. So Having seen that evolve over time, that's actually the core of my business at Hooks Book Events. Uh, the, when the books are new, the writers really want to talk about it. So I actually, I just got an email from a writer. She got offered to do a book event at a particular place. And I said, look, your book is new. You're trying hard. Take the gig. It actually happens to be in Memphis. I said, you can spend the night with me, but if you've been invited get out there and spread the word about your book. Doing events is a great way to do that. My events are done with non-returnable sales. My corporate and government clients purchase non-returnable copies of the book up front versus going to a bookstore, which I totally think everybody should do that. I'm actually going to hear a book event at Novel Bookstore here in Memphis on Thursday night. Margaret Burnham, a uh, wonderful uh, historian, American uh, civil rights historian, You've got to do that, but I think you need to augment it with other types of marketing. And that has really evolved over my 28 years from newspaper advertising. Yes, we actually did that 28 years ago to now it's TikTok and social media and all the way technology has taken over the book marketing. And this really the TikTok thing is the newest thing I've been reading about, which is probably not new to you. But these writers, I think it's called Book Talk, but they're on there all the time talking about their book. So it's evolved from print advertising, come in and buy this book to the digital version. But I really suggest to writers to get as many events as you can that are worth your time and that you can afford to do because it gives you, it just spreads the idea of your book to a larger audience. And in different parts of the country, now that I'm back in Memphis, getting ideas to the middle of the country, I think is as important as ideas on the East and West Coast. So Yes, come on. 
I love that. And it, it there's a, a beautiful merging there as well of being in person and then just capturing that, capturing yes. in action and, you know, using that as a way to, you know, let people know what you're doing and, you know, right. the fact that you people, you can see people coming together for an event and that it's there around you as, as the author. Yes. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I, I love how that can come together. So what, what would you say is unique about your events and how those are really um, helping authors? Well, ours, we work solely with serious nonfiction titles. Our clients, as mentioned, are corporations, federal government, nonprofits, companies that are looking to either engage their employees, which, as you know, in this hybrid world that we've been in since March of 2020, I remember when I saw that COVID thing, I was on the train to New York and I went, oh my gosh, my business is going to blow up because all our events were in person. My great, fabulous team, we did a big pivot to online events and now most of our events are on Zoom. Um, but yeah, so we target serious nonfiction, slightly wonky topics. If you look at our calendar of events, which being which is currently being updated, we've got some new events on there now around leadership management, artificial intelligence, a lot of DEI work, uh, a lot of great uh, writers, diverse writers that we're focusing on and trying to get events with. But our clients purchase the books before the writer shows up versus, so I take the bookstore idea to your office, but you the books are sold before they got there. When you go to a bookstore, you don't really know how many books you're going to sell and you don't know who's going to show up. At my events, our clients get the audience there and they need to buy the books in advance. So the writer already knows how many books that have been sold that report to the New York Times and to Nielsen BookScan we support independent retailers only with our book sales. We have five fabulous independent bookstores, the Harvard Bookstore, Politics and Prose, Loyalty Bookstore in DC, which is a BIPOC, BIPOC store, which I love working with Hannah Oliver Depp, if you don't know Hannah. Uh, the amazing Ann Patchett, her store down in Nashville called Parnassus. She's a very wonderful writer in her own right. And then uh, Porchlight Books in Milwaukee. So we've got some geographic uh, diversity in our bookstores, but they all report to the outlets. And then we also do bulk sales. If you're a writer that's looking to sell books, uh, you've got somebody needs 50 or 500 books. We can process that through our bookstore, independent bookstore network. And then we're taking revenue from that and producing private book and author events for students in opportunity neighborhoods in both Memphis and Washington, D.C. So we're recycling our, our money and our revenue to do book events for others in these communities. And we're bringing writers in, having conversations with the students, their adult students, and then we're sending them copies of the book so that our bridge builder uh, students get to have a similar experience as a federal government agency or a, or a corporation. So. Wow, this is brilliant. I mean, it sounds like there's so many elements into what makes a book launch successful. It's incorporated here. There's also the sales. There's also kind of tapping into the algorithm that's going to ensure that status for your book. Um, I love how these pieces uh, have come together. Um, what for you are the top, the, the top, the top elements that you know kind of make this work really, really well? Well, it needs to be a good book. It needs to be well edited. It needs to be publicized well. I have a great relationship with a lot of the private publicity houses. 
the big uh, publishing houses themselves have publicity departments. I'm in close contact with them and with the writers. I think it's also important for the writers to understand, particularly if it's their first book, this is a marathon, not a sprint. This book is not going to fly off the shelves unless you're Dan Pink or Stephen King or Adam Grant, uh, particularly for the, in the business book area. You've got to build your brand, do as many events as you can that make sense for you. Um, maybe you do courses like you're doing. That's really coming on strong to, or and developing other ways to make money on the content of your book that there are whole companies like yours doing that with the writers, which I think is important and being smart about doing events. And if you're getting fees for speaking and you want more books to sell, maybe you take a part of your fee and say, I'll take X in books and X in money so that I'm getting, you want people to have the, the writers that I know that are very successful they want people having copies of their book. They want people, the people buzz works well. Somebody, you know, it doesn't take an Oprah or Reese Witherspoon or Maria Shriver, somebody mentions a book and then off it flies off the shelves. So, you know, being strategic about who you send the book to, to blurb the book, who you send the finished book to. I always suggest to writers that maybe pick 25 people, influencers that you want to get a copy of your book send them a signed copy of it and maybe they give you a shout out, maybe they don't, but if they do, it could go a long way to upping your brand and upping your sales. Um, so, you know, guerrilla marketing works well, particularly for the writers who are just starting out who aren't as well known as some of the other bigger writers, bigger names. Yeah, but across the board, it sounds like you can still be successful. Yes. With marketing. Yes. You just have to be strategic. And I think too, yes. um, really have those expectations in alignment. Like you said, this is more of a marathon versus a sprint. Um, yes. You know, because we, I think all of us through the internet and how quick things are that we can do online, that we think that that, you know, also applies to sort of the marketing. And when you sort of deem that you've been successful, um, whereas it, there definitely needs to be, I think some truth, right? Coming down to the reality yes. of yes. what's really. I really, that is so smart, Rochelle. I really tell every writer I talk to, what are your goals for the event, for your book? Know that upfront. Is this, you want to sell X number and get on a list or you have no idea, which is always a problem. If you don't have an idea, you need to be really clear with yourself about what success means to you and what your goals are. Getting on the New York Times bestseller list is super hard there's a lot of subjectivity to that. The numbers get to them, but there's a lot of massaging and zip code. Where did this come from? Who bought it? Nobody really knows the full story on how that works. I'm not going to tell you. I do, but what I will tell you, my numbers get to the New York Times and they get to Nielsen Bookscan. Uh, it also depends on what else published that week. Are you doing a pre-order campaign? So all the sales go through the first week. Uh, there are lots of kind of tactical things you can do uh, to try to boost that. But if that's your goal, you need to be really serious about that. And sometimes people pay other organizations to help them get there. I also tell folks, you might want to look at a private publicity firm. Your, your publishing house will have some publishing, you know, some publicity for you. That's probably in your contract with them. But if it's not enough to suit you, uh, they're, they've got what they're going to do for you. But if you want more and you've got the money to pay for more, get yourself a private publicist to get you where you want to go. I, I talked to a young woman 
the other day, it was her first book. She's early 30s. She got a lot of stuff. I mean, she didn't even realize how great she had, got, you know, she got a lot, she got a like teen vogue and this and that. I go, calm down. You're doing great. You're a first time writer. You are getting traction. You know, I think sometimes I think people write books and they think it's going to fly off the shelf because they put all their love in. It's like a baby. You put all this energy into this thing and you spend all this time and here it is. And you want everyone to love your baby the second they see it. Well, I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen to everybody. So you've got to work with the baby, nurture the baby, get out there, give that baby some exposure and uh, keep working it. It is a marathon. And the big writers know it's a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that perspective is so huge. Um, again, being strategic and knowing what your goals are and how you're going to get there. Um and the other thing that comes to mind, of course, with the author's leverage, we're all about really helping the author um, develop these additional products or extensions yeah. of the book. How can you speak to how, from a strategic standpoint, thinking long term, thinking marathon, thinking full success, how does that um, compound or contribute to the success of, of the author when it comes to their business and, you know, the marketing side of things as well? Well, I it's interesting, um, maybe eight to 10 years ago, I worked with a, a course developer and, and did, we actually came up with the same idea because what I'm doing is giving you events at the beginning of the book. What you do after that is on you. Are you following up? Are you doing a course? Are you giving the audience another, they leave with a great idea. Are you giving them more? So it's so smart you're doing this. And so we developed an online course called Taking It Deeper or Deepening the Conversation so that the ideas could go deeper into the organization. Um, and we did it for federal government. And um, they decided at that at, after we developed it, they decided they weren't going to go that way. But it's sort of what you're doing with your business. I think that's fantastic. My business for you, my events for you would be what I call the hors d'oeuvre. I'm the hors d'oeuvre, but if you don't have dinner waiting and dessert, that's on you. So working with you, Partial, is what they need to do. If this is, I'm the hors d'oeuvre. The book is your business card. You want everybody to have your business card, see your content, know that you're a good writer, know that you've got something worthwhile to say that they'll bring you back. And over the years, our, our authors whose goal is to sell their consulting businesses have been able to get additional work from some of our clients. Um, we, we applaud that. We want that. We take no trailer on that. We, we don't get connected to that. We are just offering you some opportunities to get out there and talk about your book early on in the life of the book. I love that. The hors d'oeuvre. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. The business card, the hors d'oeuvre. It's, yes. it's a whole experience and you can keep yes. adding to it. You know, yes. I, my, my perspective going into this was, the same work that has been done with fiction work to where it can become a movie, becomes paraphernalia, yes. can become all these other products that you know continue the revenue generation uh, capability and opportunity for that from the source of that that book yes. or whatever it was. I just see that so now with you know when we see e-learning and we see how education is evolving over time, mm -hmm. that the books can be foundation for that. Yes. Um, that's been one of my biggest. Um, loves in this space being an educator myself i used to teach school um and i'm a, 
kind of combining that with the media, um, you know, capability that we have as well to really say, what can we create here? You know, yeah. and it's just been really, really beautiful. And I, I just love that analogy, right, that you gave of the hors d'oeuvre <laughs> and then sort of the other <laughs> components that really can add on to continue to build this experience for people. Yes. And then you can always, um, the other thing I encourage writers to do, if they publish first in a hardback book, as they go out and consult and teach and learn, they're, they're adding to the knowledge base that's affiliated with the concepts in the book. So if they do a paperback, it can be an updated edition with all either a forward or an afterward about what they've learned. E-courses are great. I've seen, I've seen writers who have quizzes affiliated with their books. I think that works well too, because everybody likes to take a little on, you know, how confident are you? I remember that book about women's confidence, you know, they gathered so much data for their next book or for the next forward, because people like the online, uh, online little questionnaires and surveys uh, mm -hmm. that you can embed in your, probably in what you're doing. People do fill those out and it, they're giving you the data for your research. They really are. And you're, yeah. you're able to build a list, build an audience, yes. build further yes. distribution. How yeah. important is that for you when you're considering a, a candidate to work with? Because you mentioned that you like to um, work with those that are more serious nonfiction books that are going to go to these outlets. How important is their existing distribution, their existing audience and things of that nature important? It's not as important to me is it might be to my clients. So if it's important to my clients, it's, it's important to me. But just because you've got, I want it to be the right idea for the audience. I mean, my business is predicated on this Einstein quote that I paraphrase poorly, but he basically said that the consciousness that creates a problem can't be the consciousness that fixes the problem. So when I got started doing this in federal government, lots of problems. So where are you going to get a new thinking in? So I want the person who has got the new ideas around the particular problem. So that's how I look at the meta idea about what we're doing. So um, if you've got a great social media and that makes your ideas get out there faster, that's great. But if you are the expert on Ponzi schemes and you're an academic at MIT and my client who's a government agency trying to figure out Ponzi schemes, this, this actually is a true story. This individual woman is amazing. She didn't have a big social media presence. That wasn't what was motivating her, but she is the expert on that particular niche topic. So that was interesting to me. I got very excited that I could find the guru of Ponzi schemes for the a big government agency. So that that brings me joy. That's kind of wonky and corny, but... I was like, that's totally cool that you can yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. Perry, I could talk to you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, call me back. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to call you back. You know, who, who would have thought, you know, UVA and Virginia Tech Mines. Wahoo, wah, baby. That's me. Yes. Okay, high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, um, I, I do want to uh, have you just to share where people can connect with you. Um, this is such a brilliant offer that you've developed over time. It's backed with years of experience in the industry and knowing what works. And so I re really want to make sure that we uh, direct our listeners and viewers to uh, where they can learn more and connect. Awesome. With well, it's hooks with an S, my husband's name, which happens to rhyme with book 
that has no S, events. So it's hooks, book, singular events. Hooks, book events. And on that, you'll find our Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. I'm on LinkedIn. Hooks, book events is on LinkedIn. Uh, please check us out. Follow us on Instagram. If you want to talk to me about your book and it's fairly new or coming out, uh, you can reach out through our website and um, shoot me an email. And uh, I would recommend for all you nonfiction writers talking to Parshell about getting yourself a course going and how you can write the book and then take it deeper and build your brand. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We'll definitely link that website to wherever you're watching this um, so that you can connect with, with Perry and I'll, I'll have us uh, close up the conversation with this one fun question, which is what is your one word? If there's one word uh, Perry Hooks could leave uh, with the world, uh, what would that one word be? Peace. Ooh. Yes. Peace. Yes. Why, why do you say peace? Tell me. Uh, are you reading the news, my friend? <laughs> peace, peace within and peace without. Yeah. I, we need, we need to just Nothing calm else. it down. We need yeah. to just calm it down out there. Everybody go pick up a good book and calm and down. Calm down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm so, so thankful. Thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us. So amazing. And again, I highly in, encourage anyone who's listening to connect with Perry. Uh, she's, she's a wealth of knowledge and she's got your back. She yes. really does. So Perry, thanks again for being here. I loved it, Marshall. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, yes, yes. And for the those tuning in, thanks for being here. We'll catch you next time. And if you ever need support with developing a product um, based on your book that's going to stand the test of time and really take your readers deeper into action, you can reach out to us at the Author's Leverage, and we're happy to support you. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon.